Hi, I'm Austin, host of Beyond Our Bubble. Nowadays, a lot of people are discussing political bubbles, where people only hear repetitions and variations of their own political views. So I figured, hey, I happen to have friends across the country on either side of the aisle. Why don't I just interview them so I can hear their perspective without interrupting or arguing? So that's what I did. I interviewed people from my world, just people you'd meet around town, and hear their views in Beyond Our Bubble. Hi, everyone. As I mentioned on last week's episode, uh, we're trying something a little different this week. I had two different guests that wanted to talk about a pretty similar topic. They're pretty short episodes, so I figured I'd release them both this week. We had the first episode a couple days ago, the second's today. Enjoy! Hi, I'm Austin, I'm host of Beyond the Bubble. And I'm Parker, and uh, this is my story. Okay, Parker, so like we do every week, uh, just give us a little bit of background about yourself to start us off. Uh, okay, I grew up in Wisconsin, um, kind of middle of a small town, and then around college decided to move to Nashville, Tennessee, and study entertainment marketing, uh, because Wisconsin doesn't really do that, and uh, I thought it'd be fun to move somewhere more exciting. So I feel like in Nashville, I always felt like it was a big country music city. Is that really what is it does that fit my expectations of what Nashville looks like yeah yeah for to an extent I'd say it does but uh recently I think that Nashville's gotten a lot younger um in certain areas I would say downtown Broadway's gonna stay old forever just Broadway's going to the honky-tonk the Uh, okay yeah uh going to the places like that but outside of downtown Broadway I'd say that Nashville's gotten younger and so you're seeing a much bigger variety in the types of businesses there and even the the type of music that people are listening to. I think it's it's kind of growing quite a bit. It does have that country vibe for sure, but it's growing, I think, in a very positive direction. Let's let's move over towards kind of your background growing up again. Uh, yeah. What it was like growing up in, well, in Wisconsin, then moving to Nashville. Yeah, uh, I'd say, uh, you know, you're getting, a, in Nashville, you're getting a, a wider variety of opinions and people you're talking with just because it's a big city. With any bigger move and any bigger population, you're getting a lot more people you're speaking with coming from a lot of different backgrounds. In Stevens Point, Wisconsin, I'd say uh, you're getting kind of the same batch of people for the most part. Uh, I, not not entirely. There's a lot of, I mean, people are people and they all have different opinions, but, you know, it's a small enough town that everyone talks and everyone kind of gets on the same page in a lot of ways. Um, and so it's nice to go somewhere where you're hearing kind of what the show's about beyond the bubble you're going outside of that kind of culture you grew up in and in small towns you know churches have a bigger influence um the schools the influence that an individual has is much greater in a smaller town Mm, that could be true um did you start getting and went along this process you live in a couple different places did you ever start getting politically active or would you ever consider yourself politically active now uh i'd say i'm uh moderately politically active i i definitely think i do my part but i don't know if i go out of my way a lot of the times maybe i should but um i think i i definitely make sure i learn what i need to learn to make a conscious decision come election years and um if something major happens i know where i stand on that on that scale i guess um i would say that i probably wasn't super politically active in wisconsin i know we took classes where we kind of volunteered with different political offices and they said you could volunteer with the Republican office or the Democratic office, and we have to, like the class required us to volunteer four hours time at one of them, and so I decided to do two at each just to kind of 
see what each one kind of had to offer. What aspects of who you are and, and where you grew up shape who you are politically, would you say? Uh, hmm. I'd say, uh, you know, growing up in a small town, I did grow up in the church, and I would say I'm, I'm very passionate about my faith, and so there's definitely aspects of that that come into play. And I, I think that's a major part of who I am growing up. Um, yes, that was the culture I lived in, but it's also something I chose to do. I mean, I've gr- gr- I've left Wisconsin now, but I've kept my faith with me, I think, the whole time. And so that's something that shapes who I am, value-based, and values, I think, as the individual definitely shape how you vote as a a citizen. So uh, even though I'm not like super politically active, I think when certain things have arisen, like arisen, I don't know if that's the right road, arose, arisen. Yeah, I think it's arisen. One of the two. But when certain things come up, I definitely find my my faith kind of kicking into action in terms of like what I want to, why I want to get more active. So with this recent election with someone like Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton, they're both very, very strong personalities. Yeah, I think that's um, safe to say. And I, <laughs> And I definitely felt um, uh, I became more ex- interested in this last election because of where I come from and my faith and my uh, kind of a small town. The The reason that the church was so important for me was that I wanted to make sure that I was loving people. And when I see someone like Donald Trump on the screen, uh, it just... I just couldn't get behind him because I couldn't find any form of, of love the way he talked to people, the policies he was in that uh, policies he was getting behind. I, I never saw any, any thing he ever said that was shaped around loving others. And that was a huge part of what makes me, um, who I am and why I'm politically active is when I want to make sure that there's policies in place that are loving the people that need to be loved. And that may sound like not super political, but value-based, that's kind of where I come from, and that's what's super important to me and what I think should be shown in some capacity. It's it's a very surface level, but it's not a deep political idea, but it's something that I'm passionate about. So when I see something like Pulse Nightclub happen, and there's that amount of hate, and then it was there's just the reactions to that from uh, from a lot of political people where it's just kind of, it went straight to gun violence versus just like, how do we make sure that the LGBT community is feeling loved right now? I see people react to Pulse Nightclub and it goes straight to gun control versus making sure that the people that have been oppressed right now are feeling love from people around them and people in power. Um, I don't know. I think that's where we need to take action or something that needs to be addressed. Right. That's interesting that you, so you consider yourself a strong Christian. Is yeah, that, I'd say so. Uh, but th- I feel like that's... Would you say that's unusual, that you're a strong Christian but are strongly opposed to Trump? I don't think... I think there's the generalization that Christians are all voting for Trump. But I, I as a Christian, and you look at... Uh, I mean, the greatest commandment back in Matthew is to love the Lord your God and then second, to love your neighbor as yourself. If those are the greatest things you should live by, both of those saying love at the front of them, how can you support someone like Trump who's who's uh, oppressing so many people and saying so many negative things about a, a Hispanic judge not being able to do his job based on his nationality. Or, I mean, how many times did he call, I mean, calling Hillary Clinton a nasty woman on live television? That's, I mean, this this isn't me saying how much I need to be against Trump. This is just me saying, as a Christian, why I did not support Trump. Okay, yeah, I think that's... I'm not trying to make a big, you should have vote, voted this or anything. I'm just saying, me personally... That's why I couldn't vote for someone like that. 
So, far, is there one issue that you really feel strongly about that you want to talk about on the show today? Yeah, you asked when you asked me to do this podcast and just kind of said if there's one thing I wanted to really speak on, I didn't really have one political agenda thing or like any big issue that I wanted to speak on, but I just want to, I, I felt passionate about uh, the idea behind separation of church and state, um, which I thought could be interesting just based on earlier in this podcast, we've talked about my faith being a big part of me. Um, but I believe strongly in a separation of church and state, and that might not always be a shared idea in the church. Can you kind of break it down for me, what you think church and separation of church and state means to you? Yeah, so um, it's hard to kind of put into a quick couple sentences, but I'd say the church is something very, very personal, and someone's faith and relationship with God is something personal, or any deity that they choose to worship is a very personal thing. And... In our Constitution, one of the first rights we've given people is a freedom of religion. So to act with a government in place that's going to use one religion to dictate how laws are going to be created or how they're going to choose to vote um, purely, I, I don't know. It's just the, 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 the country was founded on a freedom of religion, and so we can't have a government that's run on one religion not allowing an individual to be Muslim or to be um, evangelical Christian or to be Catholic. If we're... Where do you draw the line, or do you feel like there's a harsh line that needs to be drawn between saying Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, or like talking about Christmas in the classroom versus like Kwanzaa and Hanukkah, or hmm. what, what, are there? What, how do you draw the line between uh, discussing different religions and backgrounds and histories, and promoting different religions, backgrounds, and histories? Well, saying Happy Holidays is a nicer. Because not everyone's going to, I mean, I live in New York. There's a lot of, a huge Jewish community where everyone's celebrating Hanukkah. So, like, um, I walk into my building every day and there's a, um, I can't even, menorah in on the front desk. And, and that's great. I think that's great to just say happy holidays. I don't see there's a problem with it. Um, in terms of a classroom, I think where we grew up in Wisconsin, everyone said Christmas. Um, I don't think that there was a large amount of diversity in the small town of Wisconsin that I grew up in. But um, I think that it's important to be sensitive to that, at least, and, and honor someone's desire to celebrate whatever holiday they wish around this time of year. Mm -hmm. um, I think this, it's just the idea that we have to be open to letting people celebrate and do whatever and, and participate in certain religious actions the way they want to. I mean, because Christmas is pretty much two holidays in itself as well, if you think about it, depending on Christmas is celebrated by someone who's not Christian as just presence under the tree and, and Santa Claus, and that's fantastic. That's great. But Chris, but Christmas, to someone from the church standpoint, is going to be the birth of Jesus Christ um, and that story. So it's it's like two different holidays as well in that same sense. So Christmas in itself, the term could be used in different ways, and a teacher can't talk about Christmas and put um, nativity scenes and only talk about nativity scene, because clearly that would be inappropriate in a public school. Uh, one last question for you, Parker, before we call it out. Um, if you had to kind of break down and say what values, or like what are the core values that you base these policies on? Like, is it on fairness or justice or what, what are the, the core well, values? Well, I know this is going to sound silly again, but bringing it back to that same idea that my core values are based on loving people and wanting to make sure that people are feeling loved, like I said before. Well, yeah, thank you so much. We're about out of time, Parker, but thanks so much for being on, on the podcast today. And yeah, hope to talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Beyond Our Bubble. If you liked what you heard today, feel free to rate and review us on iTunes. 
If you or someone you know want to be on the podcast, or if you have thoughts on the show, email us at beyondthebubblepodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter. I'm at Bubble Podcast. Thanks so much for listening.